fuck off. We're self-isolating. Hello, welcome to Living La Vida Lockdown, the uh, live chat show here on Twitch with me, Rob Mulholland. Uh, we've got my guests in here today. Uh, we will shout them out. Uh, firstly, uh, like underneath me, down here below, we've got, you may have seen him on BBC Sunny, uh, the stand-up sketch show, all sorts of things. It is Dane Baptiste. Hello, hello. What's up, y'all? Yes. Um... Good to see you, Dane. Also, we've got down here in this corner, you've seen him on the Tez O'Clock show. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of other things he's been on the telly and all that sort of thing. It is Tez Ilias. And finally, over here, right next to me, you may have seen him in the queue for Greg's. It's Freddie Quinn. I don't queue. Freddie Quinn doesn't have to queue for Greg's. How very (laughs) dare you, sir? (laughs) Just fucking walks in, whips out the black card. That's right, and they say your table is ready, Mr. Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> How are you all doing, boys? How are you all coping? Uh, not too bad, actually. How yeah. are you coping, man? I've been I'm... trying to live by some sort of timetable, which has helped. Yeah, man. Like doing uh, doing straight straight away on the stream, someone has commented Fred O'Quinn, and I'm bang behind it. Uh... <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm keeping busy. Like uh, I'm just, I'm working constantly, basically. I've just not stopped. Like I, um, I'm just streaming all the time, making videos and stuff. You know, I got to keep busy in it. It's the only way to keep going. Well, didn't you get, didn't you get Corona for a bit? Yeah, I had the Rona, man. I had it. Like, um, but it wasn't that bad for me, to be honest. It was all right. Um, like you know, I'm not saying it was great, but like it was a few days. It was rough. Then I got over it. So I assume I've had it. I, you know, I spoke to a doctor, mate, who reckons I did, but I've had no test. <laughs> That was almost a bit bootstraps. I killed myself. Yeah. From English. If I can get over it, then everyone can get over it. If I can get over it, maybe people with immune systems came to this country with hardcore values. Yeah, this is it. Sort yourself out, grandmas. Like, yeah, if you're dying of that, you're a fucking pussy. Wow. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a serious situation. You can say that. He's had it. I've had it, man. Yeah, it's my disease, man. Oh yeah, one of my best friends in comedy has has had the Rona. So there you go. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know loads of people who've had it. Yeah, I've got loads of friends with it. Right, uh, we will start off with our, our regular segment on this show. Uh, it is called "What Weapons Do You Have Near You?" Right now, uh, like find see any weapons that you can find in your immediate vicinity. Right, someone's attacking you right now. What are you grabbing? Right, I think, oh god. Yeah. Uh, this mic. This mic, that's not a good weapon. Freddy's just got it's his quite, fist. It's quite, it's, quite, it's quite heavy duty. That is quite heavy duty, to be fair. I have, I have this glass, I have this glass oh, tube. Oh, oh. You've got a glass tube. Yeah, that's pretty good. Do you reckon you break it before the stab or just a glass? No, you break yeah. first because you get all the, the, the harder glass at the bottom, right? So yeah, yeah. You break first and then you, you, jab, you jab and warn. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> a Tasmanian devil. A cuddly Taz is not a good weapon. But I like. I reckon... What if he? What if he gets pissed off? <laughs> yeah. All right. Then. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I like. I, I'll. I'll take Dane with a glass bottle over that fucking Taz any day. Although to be fair, like Dane yeah, is trying yeah. to make out his hard while he's waving around a Voss bottle. Like it's. Yeah. The, it's the most expensive water on the fucking market. You bougie prick. Exactly. Best way to mislead people, Rob. They're like, oh, Dane, is this Dane Baptiste or Carlton Banks? Surprise, <laughs> it's Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I got peanut butter. And so that's like taking out like 20% of most middle class white people. Right. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, to be fair, you smear that on that. I, 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 I thought you were going to try and distract a dog with it. Exactly. Maybe rub a bit of peanut dust. Or if a dog attacks too, you can, do, you can distract the dog. So, you know, I've just got like granulated gluten and peanut dust, you know, 
throw those in people's faces. Carnage. Yeah, I'd like. You got a nail. Stand up to pierce anyone's flesh. But if I perform a manicure so good, then some people have their sexuality questioned, and so I win in the long game. Right. Okay. Yeah, that is a long con. I mean. You aren't winning this game yet. Um, Simon Lomas had a crossbow, a machete, and a gun. Yeah, but he needs that because yeah. he looks like Simon yeah. Lomas. What do you mean he had a gun? Yeah, well, he's got a deactivated gun, but like we didn't know it was deactivated, so he just like whipped out a pistol. Like, So, yeah, I am going to find out which comedian is the most tooled up over this, <laughs> basically over this lockdown. It's, I'm going to investigate. Probably, I mean, it'd be Simon Lomas with his crossbow versus Dave Longley. That would be... That is a fight I would fight. fucking watch. I invited Longley onto this, but he, uh, he said he couldn't be fucked. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm not doing it. So that's fair enough. I, did, I didn't question him any further. I'm like, he's not a man who does shit he doesn't want to do. So fair play. But now's, now's the time to give Longley some shit. Uh, you probably forget in six months. Yeah, this is true, man. Like, it's always the time to give Longley some shit. Uh, like, you know, fucking any of you. So like, what are you actually doing to fill your days? Like, have you like, what's your schedule? Good question. Now, do you want me to give you the version that includes porn seizures or doesn't include porn seizures? No, include the porn seizures, yeah. I mean, it's hard because the way porn seizures work is that at some point I'll be doing my work, uploading my content, you know, bit admin here and there, and then I'll black out and be like, why can't I think of anything to do? And I'm like, oh yeah, this is the point at which I'll probably watch porn in a hotel room, but now I'm with company. And so I'm like, oh, I guess I should get back to work. So those, like, you know, most men, a lot of the time, if you, maybe if you've got a company laptop, or let's say, you know, you're working from home, and you're like, you know, this spreadsheet's going well, and then you're like, oh, what happened? It's three o'clock. You probably blacked out and looked at some porn. Like, everybody does. Yeah. Like, it's you, a laptop. Yeah, hey, mate, that's self-care. you got to look after yourself, innit? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm pacing myself in that respect, and like, uh... Yeah, yeah. you can't go too hard into it. And like Ted said, I'm just, I think it's important just to have routines and stuff, like, so, you know, whether it's, uh... Because it's good to take some space on social media initially. Um, yeah, I know what you mean, man. I'm I'm trying not to read too much of it. Yeah, right. because like, I think that's very easy to get. Um, it's very easy to get uh, anxious about the whole thing. Because uh, mm. sometimes I vape, or if I've had like you know some of my medicinal uh, marijuana, um, which I take for my um menstruation cramps. Sure, man. So, um, yeah. So sometimes. Speaking of speaking of which, I've not got a lighter, so you guys carry on. I'm gonna go grab one. Um, so yeah, that's why I kind of stay busy and not spend too much feed and uh, not spend too much time paying attention to uh, my social media feed. And yeah, like I said, there's maintaining routine. When he comes back, should we just like constantly look like we're talking? <laughs> so just just see how long he'll dick about with the stream for if we all just yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Everyone's miming. Lovely stuff. Very funny. Very funny. What a funny prank. <laughs> the problem is, like, lads, you, you're not quite as silent as you think you are. Like, I can hear... <laughs> like, I know you think that you've got this fucking sus, but I can hear you going... <laughs> that was just... I'm just ready to have a tosis. Come on. <laughs> I could hear it through the fucking microphone. Like, there was half a second where I was like, oh, is it? Uh, 
Yeah, it was. It was. It was April it was, Fool's Day. Uh, oh fuck that man! Like I can't believe company. Like people are still actually trying to bust out April Fools right now. It's like it's not the time for your wacky joke. <laughs> it's, all got. it's all they've got because we need to talk about the fact that the Fringe has been cancelled for the first time in twenty years. Yes, so mate. There are, there are some comedians. While we laugh at the idea of terrible miming, some people have pledged ten ten thousand pounds. <laughs> and spend half an hour doing terrible miming but it's different though because i do with a hip-hop edge oh man i think it's so funny how little they give a shit about because we've like we everyone with a brain has known for weeks that the fringe is not going to go ahead everyone's just sort of known but they've just kept sort of no 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 it might 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 go ahead yeah keep giving us money and then they wait exactly. until April fucking Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that's really, so, is it? So, uh, so good luck getting your deposit back from that letting agent, you yeah. cunt. Yeah, it's fucking oh, ridiculous. So, so me and Dane were so disorganised, we hadn't sorted accommodation out. We, <laughs> we saved ourselves two grand there because we didn't put a deposit down anywhere. So big up, big up our disorganisation on that. That is one, man. Like the the only the only bit I've paid was a hundred quid deposit for a flat. I haven't paid anything else. So like, I'm not, t- you know, if they, if they don't get that back, fuck it. Like I don't give a shit. But like, yeah, like on that miming thing, man. Like we've not, like we've not lost a lot. Like if it did go ahead this year, like it would be even more slapdash than usual. Most people's shows, yeah. and like the amount of shows that would just be about. I was, I was really sad when I was isolated, actually, and I missed my grandma. Oh. Fuck off. Mate, Tell me a fucking so, joke. There's, there's, the, the winner of Edinburgh next year is going to be some middle class guy who went back to Bristol. And yeah. Then went, yeah. Oh. You know what? My mum and dad are dead sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's gonna that's gonna win the award next year. The stage, the recreation of his bedroom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's gonna be a one man show. Just gonna spend ages staring out of a window like fucking Goliath trained him to do. So, I'll tell you this now, right? This is gonna be the whole thing. Is that the person is gonna be a non-binary, gender fluid, identifies as whatever. And they're going to be like, my parents have never been accepting of me. So when I had to move back in lockdown, and then I swear to God, the parents are going to accept them for who they are. Bang on 40 minutes in. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Totally. Bang on 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Can we talk about this and 40 then, minutes? And then I bullshit. coughed, and my dad said, oh my God, are they okay? And yeah, I knew yeah, he yeah. Me. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, man. That forty minutes thing, right? For anyone who's watching who doesn't know, like there is a common thing in Edinburgh festival shows where there was like one like study or s- study or something where it was claimed that if the attention span of people is forty minutes, and then at forty minutes into, in order to keep their attention, you should stop being funny and say something emotional. Now the problem with that is twofold. Firstly, most people at the Edinburgh Fringe have never said anything funny for the entire fucking show. And then secondly, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that every person's attention is exactly that. I don't feel that moment in shows at exactly 40 minutes. It's not going to be that fucking precise, but everyone's taking it as gospel. So you can set your fucking watch by it at those shows, can't you? Oh, man, because the thing is, is it becomes, once once it enters into the zeitgeist, these things become Pavlovian. Oh, and fucking so hell, what's... zeitgeist and Pavlovian from Quinn. You want to stand for it? <laughs> Someone's right. been betting themselves during self-isolation. Yeah, he's, got, <laughs> he's got a fucking word of the day calendar, hasn't he? Somebody so, look, from porn the, the, the thing is, is people, whether or not they realise it or not, they feel that lull because every show is structured kind of the same now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Everyone has that lull bit, and so without it, you feel 
the absence of it. Not in my mm. shows, mate. Straight fire for a full hour. Fuck them. Have you just have you just done a bit of weed? Yeah. Why do you think this show starts at four twenty, man? Like, <laughs> did you not put that together? Like, have no, you not? I, no. I I literally just realised now. Yeah. This is when <laughs> I started smoking weed, so I talked to my mates. Like. Oh. God, you're one of those, aren't you? You're going to be one of those. Like, actually, cannabis oil can cure coronavirus. That's... Right. I'm not saying well, it. He's there, isn't he, Freddie? Yeah, he's man. There. I'm still <laughs> fucking alive, Anna. <laughs> actually, you don't have to pay you're a parking there. fine if it's on private land. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried that, and I got taken to court. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, exactly. we, we've got absolute yeah. proof that that is not a real thing. Yeah, yeah, but take it to court, and then I, and then I went, all right, I have, I have my money. Yeah, like I, I can't, I can't say that CBD definitely cures, uh, definitely cures Corona, but it did make me less of a grumpy bastard whilst I had Corona. I will say that. You know, how, how do you help your lungs? Well, well, yeah, like obviously, like the CBD oil doesn't affect your lungs at all. So I was just having that. There was only like two days where I couldn't smoke weed. To be fair, I'm pr- I'm pretty like if I'm ill, I want weed. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, man, it's medicine. No. And also, I'm bored. Like morphine, right? If you're sick, you want morphine. Yeah. And everyone's like, Ugh, heroin's bad, but yeah, better look than sister. Everyone's fine with. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is it, man. Like, yeah, like you can get like med- you can get like medical heroin dead easy. Break a bone, they're giving you some smack. Like. I, I, you know, I feel grumpy sometimes. I, I want some weed. Giz it. No, exactly. Nice. And it, it, it's just sometimes easy to get hold of in a drink. Now, back on this 40-minute thing. Yeah, man. I, um, yeah, I, I, really, I find it very strange that people feel like that's, that is a a way of how you dictate structure of comedy shows because, like, Avengers Endgame is, like, three hours long. And at <laughs> no point did I get bored. And Dancing with Wolves is, like, five hours long. <laughs> I, and the thing is, people that have who say stuff like 40-minute lull will go and do an Edinburgh show about their interpretation of Dancing with Wolves. Yeah. And then they'll have something in the point. I'm like, well, the, show, the film was fucking five hours, so why are you finding this so hard? Yeah, um, no. I, I feel like most, a lot of Edinburgh comics actually do a lot of their work in progresses in isolation anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Doing previews to five people, man. Exactly. And that's why the content a lot of times like, that looks like you've done that in isolation because why would you think anybody would enjoy this? I have no idea. Yeah, like that that lull does not exist if you just carry on being fucking funny. Like if you if you can't make people laugh for an hour, like what you've you've not really got any business in this industry, do you? Yeah, it'll just take some time until you can do so. Yeah, just take more time. Don't pump out a show every year if it's gonna be half arse. Do one every two years. You know, no one's forcing you. Who are you thinking of specifically? Who are these names? I, 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 I can't. You I don't think of a single person this you're talking about. Can, can, like, can you not, Tez? It's all, the, it's all the people... No, I just, I just, it's all those people we've just, DM'd each other about, Tez. Do you remember? Do you remember? Like, do you... <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to... Now, Mate, don't, make, don't make me put up some fucking screenshots on this stream, Tez. I will blow this oh, shit wide open. We've, oh all got, we've all got dirt on each other. No one is clean in this chat. Yeah, but you don't give a fuck. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't have a career to destroy. <laughs> you, you will nuke your own house. I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, but my yeah, career. Tez and Dane are living in fucking gorgeous, semi-detached, and you've yeah. got a box that you're willing to torch to the yeah. ground. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in my mum's house right now, by the way. Yeah, that's it, man. My my career is in, my career has improved by me not being able to do stand up. <laughs> 
to huh? pitch that as well. So what I want to know then is, yeah. uh, I guess, what do we think is the, are the massive, the biggest ramifications of uh, there not being a Prince this year? Because, I, I mean, yeah, for me, it's like the people that tend to line their pockets and how lucrative it is for people that are, you know, enjoying the custom of Australian comics and Kiwi comics from mm. state. Like, what are they going to do without that bread? In, in my opinion, I've got this beautiful, like, romanticised idea that every comic, like, every good comic is going to wake up and realise that actually we get fleeced every year and they need us an awful lot more than we need them and we shouldn't get fucked up the arse by being overcharged for venues and PR and all this other shit that we don't need. And we're all going to fucking link hands and sing, do you hear the people singing <laughs> over on the Royal Mile? That's what I'd like to happen. Yeah. I'm telling you what will happen is come 2021, everyone will forget and it'll go back to being yeah. the norm again. Everyone will forget. And, it, and we really shouldn't. We should all fucking wake up and go, oh my God. All I need is a microphone and a laptop and, mm. and I can make my own stuff and way more people will see it than anybody sees anything in Edinburgh and it's there forever and it costs me a hundredth of the price. Yeah, totally. We are, like, as an industry, we're all so slow to yeah. adopt, like, new things nah, and that's new it, ideas man. that it, it, it'll take years before we all cotton on. That's mm. that's the sad truth, But that, that's the advantage for us, though, that we're the people who've realised this. Like, when I tell people about my setting up for streaming, like, how much I spent, people, like, balk at it. But it's a fraction of a cost of an Edinburgh show. A fraction. It's nowhere fucking near. But they're like, oh, no, I couldn't spend that. But you'll spend 10 grand on Edinburgh to get three two-star reviews in fucking list. By the way, Dane, can you turn your microphone up if that's possible? No worries if not, man, but... Uh, oh, there's your note, Dane. Speak up. Speak into the mic, bro. No, you're just oh, a little... I've with my life. No, you just... Bro, your life. I've struggled with microphones in this line of work for so long. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you, man. You're just a little quieter. That's all it was. But yeah, like... I think as well, like, just following from Freddie's point as well, I mm. also find it very crazy that, like, people deprive themselves of getting an entirely democratic, uh, democratic response to whatever they create. Because when you use the internet again, it's like, you're not limited to a very narrow... Uh, you know, demographic or patrons because, you know, only certain people go to the Edinburgh Fringe. Turns mm -hmm. out 60% of Edinburgh audiences are based in Edinburgh as well. So if your comedy doesn't necessarily cater to that uh, sensibility, you're going to find yourself wanting when you have an entire country that, you know, yeah. could be enjoying your work. Or, you know, globally you could be enjoyed. And I've always found it very strange that despite the fact that this is the largest arts festival in the world, the advertising so far as even ecotourism is very limited. Mm. And I find, you know, being from London, I spend August in at the Fringe, and then I'll come back and tell people what I've been. And there are like London comics that I work with, or like you know, people that enjoy going to comedy shows that don't really know that much about it. Yeah. And for me, it's, I've always found it very strange. Is it is it is it very cliquey or cabalistic that the people that run the Fringe and organise the Fringe don't want it to be open to everybody? And by everybody, I mean working class people. Yeah, no, they they wanted to, you know, it's a middle class festival for middle class people. Like, it's fucking expensive as shit. It's which means it also skews incredibly white as well. It's very middle class, middle aged, and white. Those are the people who can. Well, you know what's funny is like people have realised now that you need like an extra, an extra layer to you in order to get like, um, you know, noticed and stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, what yeah. people are doing is they're going, oh well, actually. I'm middle. I'm working class too. Oh mate. Oh mate. That you fucking can't check because nobody goes. All right, yeah. dickhead. Give us your bank balance. Yeah. Let's, let's have a look. How many cars did your mum and dad have? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. If it's two, yeah. you can fuck off. Mate. 
you know, my father used to smoke cigarettes. I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, exactly. we had a 40-inch TV. We're working class. Like, there's, 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 there's people, like, there's people, the comedy industry does not give a fuck about how much they take a piss on that. They'll give out, like, grants specifically designed for working class people to people who went to private school. I mean, there is like, specific... Who? 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 I don't know. I don't know. Who, who could it about? possibly be? Who could I be talking about? Mate, that is, I mean... Look, I'm not going to name names either, but it is some fucking AI, uh, you know what I mean? Mate, come on, <laughs> come on. Like, look, I, I'm only not naming the name because I can't be asked with the fucking beef, but I'm fucking right and I will stand by that. Like, fucking he's... Rob Mulholland spitting bars over Rachel Dozier McLean but, over but, here. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, who, don't know who you're talking I about. Don't you, I don't know who you're talking about. Like, I'm... You remember, that D- you remember that DM, Tez? Do you not remember that I'm DM conversation we had about this, Tez? Do you not remember this conversation, Tez? I literally, literally don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, that, that obviously lands on another point as well, is that, like, if the idea is that it's not supposed to be what we're supposed to be encouraging creativity, how does mm. that happen when there are, like, certain parts of our society that don't even know about it? Yeah, yeah. And you watch people languishing and trying to, like, scramble for crowd funds and, uh, you know, these people have access to like all of these, these bottomless pockets where they could be encouraging this and it just doesn't really happen. This is it, man. It'd be easy it to- It's so It'd... funny. Isn't it funny though, how how like the Arts Council are like, I, I, I simply don't understand why more working class voices aren't yeah. spending tens of thousands yeah. of pounds to talk to strangers in a room for a month. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't understand. Shocking, isn't it? The money that Arts Council is funded by, like, the lottery. So it's like... It's taxpayer money. It's yeah. taxpayer money. And also working class money because people buy the lottery so they can have some fucking money. And yeah. They take their money and they're like, you yeah. can't have it. <laughs> you must dance for your money. It's insane, man. People working Asda in order to subsidise people putting on, uh, like, productions of the ring cycle in, like, the most middle class <laughs> fucking city on earth. It's insane. That what, is insane. Though? Oh, um, I, w- I was going to say, though, I don't, like... Don't begrudge anyone of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we're all kind of, you know, eating shit together, aren't we? Like, I, 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 I mean, it kind of pisses me off when people who are definitely not working class, or, or probably what you would say, not working class enough, <laughs> identify as being working class in order to give themselves this perceived edge. Mm. That does piss me off. But if you're working class or middle class or upper class, it doesn't matter. We're all kind of eating yeah. shit. It's just got more resources to eat shit. It's it's only it's only the dishonesty I don't like. Like and you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not here to say anyone from any class background shouldn't be here. Just be who you are. Like that's all it is. That's all it is. I feel like yeah, it's a very strange thing, especially where you know it's a very unique form of entertainment we have, where the idea is that you're supposed to be able to bear yourself and mm. identify with that, and it's very and yeah, I think we've all noticed that. Uh, because there are so many people, as Freddie said, that give over their power to an institution like the Fringe and the panel, is that now you get a large amount of gimmickry. And it's like, you know, there was a year where, like, crying was in vogue. And there's another year where, like, you know, acerbic feminism was, is, is a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like the fluidity is a thing. And so you just see people reinventing themselves every single time in order to conform to what they consider to be the aesthetic du jour. And, uh, you know, it's a problem because, like you said, it doesn't matter necessarily what social um, strata you come from. But... When you are now assuming a narrative for these people and claim to represent it, then you're depriving people of that opportunity. You're kind of skewing, you're kind of skewing that narrative as well. And then, so what happens is, so let's say, for example, then 
investors or stakeholders will be like, we'll make a show based on what this person's saying. Then it flops because every actually working class person is like, this doesn't represent us. Yeah. And then we have to wait again for this next cycle. We are going to be kind of like represented. So that's it, man. And they, they decide who they're going to pick in order to be on like comedy shows or like panel shows or like stand up shows or whatever by whoever told the saddest monologue the previous summer. Yeah, it's not like who's the funniest, who's going to be the best at doing these jokes. It's whoever made me cry the most. And like, it's and like, if you can afford the Edinburgh show and you have an axe to grind where you can't help but cry every day for during an hour at the same time every day, specifically, yeah, specifically in the same point, and you are crying, and that happens every time, you could probably take that money and get therapy in it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it might be an idea. Like, I'm just saying, if like. We might all have trauma which may like cause like your eyes to well up with water a little bit mm. as you recall it. But if you was telling it every day for twenty plus days and every point at the same time you start crying, I feel like you may be dealing with like some trauma that you need to be addressed. And maybe an arts festival isn't where you should be. Yeah, yeah, but you or they or they might be a really good actor. Or they might be a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, no, we know the acts we're talking about. They're not good actors. <laughs> 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 Who are we talking about? (laughs) Who could it be? (laughs) All of this intrigue. All this intrigue. I feel like someone's going to have to do like a tell-all PDF. Yeah, yeah, man. I'll send. I'll send it around the chat. But like, that's 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 like uh, that is the thing with this. Like, you are totally right, Dave. Like, it's like I find it a weird impulse where people go like, right, I'll write about the tragedy that happened to me six months ago. They don't like, you know, like uh, there's the old Woody Allen thing of comedy is tragedy plus time. But an Edinburgh show is whatever tragedy has happened to you in the last three months because you had nothing to write about. So that like there are people I've seen on stage like doing incredibly raw shows about something that's just happened and it's not funny. It's just upsetting to watch. They're not really, they've not really pro- had the time to process it themselves. And I think as for all comics, we should all learn that when uh, people outside of our industry say something like, "Well, you know, it's sad, but you know, you probably get some material out of it." Tell those people to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when something happens to you and they go, oh, don't worry about it, mate. Your wife left you up with me some material one day. Will it be material one day or will it be being read back to me in court? Why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's exactly it, man. People should deal with grief, uh, you know, in a human way. I feel like, and I feel like comics should always, you know, don't lose sight of that. You're, like, you're still a human being uh, before anything else. And that's normally where you get your material from anyway. You have to kind of live and experience life, reflect, rationalize shit. Because, yeah. I mean, trust me, doing everything on impulse, I would almost definitely be being in prison by now. So. <laughs> like, we, we can definitely, we can say without doubt you would definitely be in prison by now, Dane. Like, to be honest, it's amazing that you're not, like, not without committing crimes. You know, it's, it's every day you're dodging that bullet, aren't you? Can I um, interject to say that I went to court for the first time two weeks ago? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he got some fucking cherry over here. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it turns yeah. out Freddy is literally the hamburglar. You mates. You took it like a, you got pinched like a man. Um, yeah, I got, um, I got sick. I, I got a driving ban. I got. Um, oh, yeah, shit. Mate, well, you timed um, this fucking beautiful, didn't you? Getting a driving yeah, ban. Man. That's unreal. Um, How long's your yeah, ban? I got, I, got, I got six months as well. No, you're going to be golden. By the time this is over, you're going to be able to drive again. You've probably had to get a train to like one I, gig. I, honestly, I wish I could see that magistrate. Listen, do you have to do your test again or have you just lost the ability to, like, do you have to do you take your test? Nah, man, I just got to, I've just got to sit here and not drive. 
for six months. And oh, that's going to be hard. Magistrate must have told me about three times, don't you fucking dare try and drive your car. Like he said it a weird number of times. Like, I know <laughs> you'd have to warn you at least once, but they were like, no, no, seriously, don't you fucking try and drive. So, uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, I, I honestly thought I was going to get off with it as well. I thought I was going to get off with it. But... That, that's a classic white man going to court. Pretty sure this will wash off me. <laughs> that was my defence, mate. That was my defence. Um, excuse my... me. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no bad intentions here, is there? Come yeah. on, come on. Yeah. Uh, judge, it seems like we're matching. Um, hey. Same team. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wig. Oh dear. <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of racism. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, hey. Always a good Hello. start. Have you ever? Did you see Earl Oaken's Facebook post? Oh, I've, I've, I read about this earlier because, like, I love a bit of drama. So fill us in, Freddie. Tell us about it. I okay. Do you know who Earl Oaken is? I'm really vague. I thought he was a DJ at oh. first. Who am I thinking of? Errol Oaken, I think, is the DJ. No, he's like... I know, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've met him once. He's like Jongler's, like, fucking cast-off. Do you know what right. I mean? For, any, for anyone who's watching who doesn't understand that, that basically means you're a shit old hack. <laughs> well, you are a dinosaur from the Jungler yeah. Rassic era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very old-school uh, humour, and I'm putting that mildly, and it's... Um, <laughs> There's a piano involved as well, Ugh. and it ain't very good. Yeah. Um, anywho, he put a Facebook status up, and he's an old dude, right? So, and I'm going to say that beforehand because I don't think it, I think what he did was inexcusable, but he he, he put a picture of the Chancellor, what's it? Like Rishi, Rishi Sunak. Something. Yeah, yeah, Rishi yeah. Sunak. There we go. Um, and he put a picture of Rishi Sunak here, and then he put a picture of Buster Keaton. Uh, in like, what would you call it? Like, well, it's a, it's it, it's meant to be monkey face paint, but let's be real, it's fucking blackface. blackface. Yeah, blackface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's monkey blackface basically, and yeah. he put them both next to each other, and he went, "Hey, fucking similarity here, isn't there? Hey, hey!" And everyone went, "You you can't say that." Yeah. <laughs> but but everyone was like said it like they were breaking the, the news to him. Yeah. Like, look, I'm really sorry, 73-year-old mental man, but you can't actually say that. And then he defended it rather than right, look, rather than going, you know, like with the Danny Baker thing, where he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't even realize. And it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And he, he he defended it and went, Well, I I don't even see colour. Yeah, that and classic. You, the fact that you recognise that yeah, yeah, yeah. shows that you're the racist and I'm not. And yeah. it's like, I don't think that's how this works. Do no. you know the worst thing? The worst thing is there was a black woman who was trying to explain to him, this is why you are wrong. Yeah. And him and his white friends were like, no, no, let me tell you something about racism, darling. And no. it's like... Dane oh, and Tez, have you ever experienced anything like this? <laughs> no, no, fortunately for me, no one's ever compared me to a monkey apart from the odd, oh, you're a cheeky monkey when I was in school, which was... That's nice, of, if anything. Yeah, because I was. Uh, <laughs> but but nothing, in, nothing as sinister as this, no. No, and the problem is... Right, Rishi Sunak does look a little bit like Buster Keaton. If he'd chosen any other picture, it would have been fine. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google Buster Keaton just so I know exactly what. Just in that, Buster Keaton tattoo. 
Tez, which I, you, have you not seen it? Huh? I said uh, Joel Domit has a Buster Keaton tattoo. Does it? Yeah, the tattoo that he has on his arm. I think it's on yeah. his arm. Not on his, but on his midriff or his arm. I'll, but next time I see him, yeah. hopefully when this is all over, I'll have a, I'll have a look see. But like, um, there's just a... Like, no, no, not much. There is a little bit though. There is a little bit. It's like if you, if you, but they've both got quite, they've both got quite a long face. That's it. Was that that's was, was that the joke? Because it looks like I guess he's saying that because he's aligned with the Tories, he's likening to a maybe a white guy in. in I I don't think it. I don't think it's that complex, Dane. I think you're really I overthinking think, it. I think the, I think the problem is that when you are of that that generation of comedians, like <laughs> heckles of this complex nature, you're not really used to. Because yeah. <laughs> I think you've been to say, you go, you shut up, you can't. And everyone goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, like, it, the, the, the point where I knew he was in trouble was reading his replies, right? He uses the term racialism. He doesn't say racism. He says racialism. And it's like, mate, you are in a conversation you cannot handle right now. If you don't even know the word racism. He might be using it correctly, though, funnily enough. Yeah, but I, again, Dane, you're overthinking it. <laughs> I'm trying to help. <laughs> I'm stop, I'm stop, trying to telling, help. stop telling Dane how to think about racism, Rob. <laughs> no, Dane, I think you'll find. <laughs> He's wrong, Dane. He's wrong. Let the black man speak. No, <laughs> not on this show. Not on this show, I won't. <laughs> you bring me on your weed show and I can't even have a platform as a black man. <laughs> now go for it, man. I, thought, I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, there's a, a lot of these uh, comics who, um, yeah, their ego don't really allow for them to understand how the landscape of society has changed, not much, mm. much their comedy. Um, and I guess it's why it's important to keep your finger on the post, on the pulse, man, which is why like, a lot of these comics that are even resistant to like opportunities available for them online and shit, they're going to find themselves wanting because the narrative online, I feel, how, how do I put this? I feel like, especially with some stuff like The Fringe, The Fringe to me is like YouTube. Mm in that diverse, zany, crazy, a lot of idiosyncratic performances and like you can find anything you want. However, the audience of comedy is very much like YouTube comments and they don't hold all of the same massively liberal um, sentiment that performers at the fringe may necessarily have. They're not savvy to a lot of the new nomenclature, which is why I find a lot of time there's a lot of comedians who have been in very small bubbles where they feel their stuff works for a particular crowd and then they are in the real out in the big world and doing and that's why so many people who are comedians don't actually play comedy clubs yeah because they have no idea how to to inter, and interact and they have very little in common with people on the other side of the microphone like it's very hard for me to listen to a comic of a certain extraction talk about something at work or everyday stuff and i'm like yeah, but you've never had a job though yeah, yeah, yeah totally you never worked part-time you never had to supplement your income with a job while you've been pursuing like comedy and stuff like that so it's just how, how can we expect people to rings on true don't it? it just rings on true yeah <clears throat> how can you talk to punters about work and stuff in their day-to-day -day when you don't know what it's like to have ever had a job before so i was on the bus the other day no you fucking weren't you're not that old yeah <laughs> so, so what are you saying says no, nothing. I'm just, I'm just chap chapping in with a smart comment, but it doesn't matter. All right, it's, it's difficult on Zoom. Apologies, man. But, but by the way, on chat, we have just had a revelation. Westy TNS has come in the chat and said, uh, uh, Freddie used to teach at the school I went to. Oh, wow. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not the response. Yeah, there we go. Got a former pupil watching, Freddie, so... Can you leave me alone, please? 
Yeah. yeah do, you, do you want me to ban yeah, him? Please. Shall I ban him? Freddy's like, listen, I've moved on. Why can't you? Yeah. This is it. From time to time, I will get uh, kids that I used to teach. Um, I don't think he used uh, to, he used to, to teach him. Trying to get in touch. Um, and I have to kind of block them and get rid of them. And that's not because I didn't really enjoy teaching you. Uh, it's because all you're ever allowed to know me as is a teacher. Sure. And there are very stringent laws about ex-teachers and ex-pupils communicating online. So As well there should personal. be. I'm just... Kids. Well, thank you for still taking an interest in in my career, and I hope that you took your GCSEs very seriously. They clearly didn't. They're yeah. watching my Twitch stream, mate. They've clearly not done well at life. <laughs> like i know my fan base mate they are not fucking high rollers like <laughs> well, do you have are. any like ex-teachers that you remember that you think god oh, i wonder what they're doing now yeah i've got one mr grist was my favorite teacher i think like he was my uh, i had him t he t taught me um a level um uh, he taught me he taught me politics and he was a member of the socialist worker party and he essentially like groomed me and my, one of my mates as communists wrong and uh, wrong choice of words not not sexually he was very above board uh you know disappointingly very sexy <laughs> but no like <laughs> he he uh, he accidentally made me not a communist anymore though because like we went to this like marxist conference in london and when i, I was all, all g'd up to be like yeah the revolution but when i got there it was just a bunch of spotty nerds calling each other comrade and wearing berets and i fucking left and went and got drunk instead <laughs> really yeah he was a really good dude though he taught me a lot like you know uh I, I'm, I'm not all about the socialist worker party but he was a good guy so yeah i'd like to know what he was up to i don't think as a teenager, you can really grasp the true meaning of the exploitation of the workers when you've not worked a day in your life. Yeah, in fact, I started working at Argos when I was fifteen, man. I was out, I was out there oh, hustling, yeah. hustling, oh, yeah. Def definitely. And you and your fucking part-time job, walking around the streets of Leeds, singing "Red the Blood of Angry Men." <laughs> Sending little red books down the conveyor belt. <laughs> Blue, oh, the colour of the pens. Have you got any teachers you'd wonder how they're doing now? Well, I hope they're all alright. I think I think I worry, I worry about my. Um, I say worry. I wonder sometimes about my form tutor from year eight to year eleven because we were kind of quite horrible to her. Not like nasty, but like just misbehaving. And we kind of stressed her out quite a lot during those years. So I hope she's doing all right. And I hope, and I just, like, if I met her, I just wanted to know that she was a really good form tutor, which is probably something that we'd never told her when we were in school because yeah. we thought we were too cool. So I just wanted to know that she was she was a good egg, and I hope she knows that. Yeah, I, we, we did have one teacher who, um, like, signed off work with stress and exhaustion, and, like, that was the class that we would fuck around the most in. And, like, when she got signed off, we were all a bit like... Ooh, I think we might have gone yeah. too far. Yeah. You see, yeah. when I was a form tutor, I was in charge of year 10s, mm. which is a great age to be in charge of because they've started developing a bit more cognitively mm. and you can just I'm, sort I'm, of say... I'm, I'm, I'm so glad cognitively was the word you said. <laughs> <that. laughs> 
They've really started Wait, filling in. Wait, kindness simply means tits, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, started, why am I saying this when ex-pupils are watching? What the fuck? Uh... Um, so, so they've started developing a bit more in their brains, and you can you can bargain with them a little bit more. So mm. you can be like, look, listen, right? We've got to see each other every day. Mm-hmm. You don't be a cunt with me, and I won't be a cunt with you, and we'll both start the day right. Yeah. You know I mean, you can't say that to year sevens because they don't understand mm. what that means yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Myself, personally, uh, I always speak to Mr. Fisher, who I still speak to like, on Facebook and stuff, so... And he came to a show, and I, I think I did my second tour. He came to a show I did in Paisley Stoke. Speak up a bit, Dane. Speak into the mic, Dane. Sorry, him and his uh, boyfriend came to uh, watch me at, uh, in Paisley Stoke, because that was cool. Nice. Uh, other than that, I just wasn't that emotionally invested in anybody in school, because I was like, I'm only going to be here for five years, so I don't really have to care about you people that much. Wow, that's some foresight from an 11-year-old. Like, when I was, like, 11, like, it meant everything. No, I just... Uh, Secondary school, because I went to secondary school in London, and so I was like, I'm just trying not to get murdered on the way to school, innit? So. Yeah, that's true, man. I, I was the same in rural North Yorkshire, man. Just watching out for all these sheep going to take me out on the way to school. You never know. know. The moors are crazy up there. Yeah, man. The Things get fucking hectic up in the Dales, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, so I, I just, I just I, you know what it was? I remember it was year nine. Year nine, I think. I remember my games teacher, Mr. Stollery, we drove to a, uh, a rugby game in Kent. Now, first of all, you've all seen my body. Why am I playing rugby? <laughs> yeah, man. Playing? That would not be the sport I would have picked you for. No, no. no. And I was not oh, this really? Time. Is it oh, not? Rugby. Is it not, Rob? Yeah, 100 meter <laughs> sprint. 100 meter <laughs> sprint. That's what I would have picked. <laughs> <laughs> have, you not see, have you not seen the England rugby union team now? There's a couple of, a couple of brothers in there. Yeah, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, this Let's is put it this way. I had not seen it. That's how interested in rugby I was. So I didn't even know. That. <laughs> yeah. I, and we went to a school in Kent. And then basically my school was in New Cross. And my house was closer to this school than my own school. And he drove past my area where I lived and drove us all day back to school. And I had to spend another hour getting a bus back home because he wanted to follow school policy. So I was like, if you weren't that stupid, I cannot trust you with my life as an authoritarian. And after that, I was like, I do not care about school. I just didn't do anything and I just didn't go to any no extra cricket activities I got, and I just treated school like work I have to be here because I am obligated by the yeah. government when three o'clock rolls around I do not care and then, and then I took that same attitude when I went to work in the office because yeah. I the same shirt that I used to wear to the office <clears throat> and I let anybody know I am fine with everyone but literally this place could be on fire and you could be burning alive if it's five o'clock I'm going home mm-hmm. I'm the yeah. same, man. I was always like yeah. that. I was out that fucking door. I'm not staying a minute extra. You join us after work, guys. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I ain't joining you for shit. We have drinks on Friday. Oh, good. <laughs> Corporately mandated fun. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a bit. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, you think it's like, now I've also watched this person do cocaine. Now I have to go back and respect them because they're a line manager. Yeah, man. That's it. Like, yeah, my, my, my managers used to like, because I used to work in sales, uh, like in like IT sales. And like there was a lot of like, we were account managers. So there was a lot of like relationship building, which was just like taking people from like, uh, like tech companies from like South Korea. We'd take them out into like Harrogate and take them to strip clubs, basically. And like that, that was like my job for a bit. Uh, and like I, I was, I was really bad at it though. I never did any of the selling. I was really good at the just getting drunk bit. 
the schmoozing yeah. part, you know, that's yeah. like rapport building, and that's that's your job now. Yeah, Whereas exactly, man. There's no statues for any salespeople in any office, and so you're never gonna like smash the target. Everyone's gonna be like, you know what? You're right, Rob Mulholland. Yeah, yeah, there's always yeah. another target coming down the line. Oh, I was no shit, man. I was so bad at it though. I just didn't care enough to like try. Like, I just can't make my brain give a fuck about that. Like, I'm not. I'm really not money motivated. I'm just not. It just doesn't quite do it for me. There's a thin well, line between being a salesperson and being homeless in that it just requires persistent begging, and it's just a numbers game. You yeah. The same level of patience and the same amount of drug and alcohol intake for you to be like, hi, have I told you about my website? Oh no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same as people go, ladies and gentlemen, sorry to disturb you. Like, you see me holding people, they're like, that person seems kind of angry and resentful. Like, when you've kept having to ask people for like 2p and they've been like, ah, get a job. Yeah, yeah. Because I tread in water for like, you know, as the coronavirus has proven that, um, yeah, sales is just the worst. Yeah, if you respect your brain and you respect words and the ability to actually coherently form sentences and have respect for, like, why you would enjoy a sales job? I cannot understand because you've got to follow that same script every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are like. People are at the fringe. If you want to say the same boring shit every fucking day and in 40 minutes, then change your rhythm, go and do sales. Yeah. <laughs> go work in sales. That'd be amazing. Yeah. My, my, my dad never really loved me. And by the way, this is the new Prius. <laughs> exactly. Now I have your attention. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, like, like uh, yeah, like it was not made out for me. Like, what's the what's the worst job you've ever had? Any of you? Let's throw it out. Oh, mine's call, call, call center stuff. Like, yeah, man. I remember one like the worst, and the worst one was when you called calling people to buy um them buy to let. I forgot what they called. This weird like buy to let. It's got there's a term for it. Like a timeshare. Yeah, timeshare. That's it. So so you so fucking hell, the dodgiest up. sounding call as well. Yeah, yeah. To, to like to like ring calling people up to get them to invest in a timeshare, and I didn't get us. Like, I think I was there for like two weeks. I didn't get a single thing because like just my heart wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't believe in what I was selling. Um, and I remember, I cre- and this is actually quite timely now. It was 2003 or 2002, three. And I rang up one day sick and they went, what have you got? And it went SARS. Because uh, it, <laughs> it was around the SARS thing. The original and coronavirus, the- shout yeah, out the yeah, OG. <laughs> yeah, it was on the new <laughs> COVID-1. Uh, so I was... Uh, so- <laughs> So, so I, went, I got Fucking SARS, up. and they went, oh, COVID sh-. one. And, and, and they went, oh, shit. And they went, yeah, I can't come in. And then the next day, obviously, I was feeling better. Also, I wasn't sick, so I was feeling the same. Um, and, and I came in, and they went, I thought you had SARS. And I went, yeah, I don't have it, man. And then they sacked, they, they sacked me. It's a good story. I mean, first of all, you went there, what you went wrong, wrong there, Ted, is that you, had, you, you, you spoke about an ailment that you can actually prove whether you have or not, because people can tell by your breathing whether or not you have any kind of respiratory illness. Now, if you have explosive diarrhea, no questions are asked. Yes, man. I, I, I told my old worker, I shat myself on the way in. That is a day off, no questions asked. <laughs> but that's no, a month no, off. No, yeah, no, but no. when you go in in two days, like everyone's like giggling a bit, but then you just tell a funny story you make up about shitting yourself. I just did that. And I was like, eh, fuck, I couldn't believe it. And then like, it just goes away because you own it. And then fine. Done. Day off. No. Shitting your honestly, chat, that is my top tip. If you need a day off, say you shit yourself. No one's asking you to come yeah, in. Massive, massive diarrhea. Don't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, like, oh, what's the worst that's gonna happen? People gonna make fun of you. It's like I had a manager at a company and he's like, Dane, you're not applying yourself. And I'm like, Kevin, your your wife left you. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> 
you're playing yourself, but where are your priorities really, Kevin? Marathons, tough mothers. Oh, what man. about your kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about them, Kev? Man. Yeah, like I couldn't do it. Like sales jobs are the worst. I, I had a I had one sales job where um I was working on this magazine and the idea was that I was supposed to was a recruit I was selling recruitment and the idea is that I'm selling classified space. And the idea is, was that we had a magazine which recruits for all these new positions in government that was supposed to come up with this uh, legislation for um, social and childcare. And they were like, hey, Dane, here's your patch for Scotland. And I was like, but the legislation never reached here. And we'll kind of feel like you kind of kind of set me up. And they were like, just get on the phones, keep banging it out. That's how it's done. And I just, I just didn't understand work. Like I remember I went to work once and I had breakfast and they were like, why the fuck are you eating your breakfast? Go and work. And I'm like, well, I can't perform a job if I'm malnourished. How does that work? Yeah, and they were like, "You have to, you have to get on it." And a guy even do a bit on it, but a true story. Like I remember once, it was like, "Thank you, do the round of tea for everybody." And I was like, "Cool." Someone gave me their mug and I was like, "Make sure you wash it out." And I was like, "First of all, who the fuck are you?" And then they were, <laughs> Make sure you wash it out. That's fucking. That's, that's too far. Oh, that's all right. I washed it out, and then she was like, "I can taste lavender flavored fairy liquid in this tea." And I was like, "Oh, what a mistake!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to wash people's glasses, like. Put it this way, my yeah. highlight when I was working in the office was when the sandwich man would come. Yeah, that's man. When the sandwich man came, it was 11 o'clock and it was only two more hours till lunch. Mm-hmm. And that was the highlight of my day. And the other highlight of my day was five o'clock. Yeah, man. And that- I, worked in a, I worked in a call center selling energy for a while. Like, um, it was so brutal, man. Like, it was, they knew how brutal it was because they would play a game every time someone made, every time someone got a lead generated, basically. Like, someone said that, oh, they may be interested. Uh, and it was just a con. It, we were just middlemen going, oh, we can get you a better rate that anyone can get, right? Obviously, it's fucking bullshit. And everyone knows this. So we're ringing businesses. And, like, I had to ring, like, people's mobile numbers of, like, electricians. It, they weren't a business. They were just a bloke with a van. I was ringing these people all yeah. fucking day. And, like, they knew how bleak it was. So, like, the, the prize was if anyone got a, a lead, they would read out X amount of bingo numbers. And when someone got bingo, you got to go home, right? They knew how bad it was. Ah, ah, so the prize ah, was wow. you can stop working. And, like, we were all, like, those games were serious, man. They were not, they like, a fun thing. Everyone is concentrating because if you get that fucking number, it is shift over. I ain't talking to anyone fucking else about Energel. I'm fucking gone. Could not give Mate, a fuck about Gazprom. They should do that in prisons. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime that's someone that's gets good behaviour. who gets to go home, they should give every fucking prisoner a bingo sheet and a dabber and just three and one, 31. Oh, shit, it's Stabby Keith. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great uh, idea. In Let's the news it. today, uh, Jeffrey Epstein was released in, from prison early <laughs> after getting a full house at the that. three o'clock. Nothing changes. <laughs> One and two, twelve, Jeffrey. <laughs> you guys are fucking wrong. <laughs> right. And I fucking love it. We can blame it on cabin fever. <laughs> um, I would, I would uh, definitely, you know, my culture is very weary of uh, setups where your reward is that you don't have to be forced to work anymore. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> we had to earn our freedom with bingo. Your freedom, boy. How about that? I think <laughs> we're all filling in our sheets singing Swing Low Sweet Chariot. <laughs> there was actually a show where prisoners could fight for their freedom. I'd watch that shit. 
that being said, I feel like maybe yeah. if you had a better show whereby you had the London Marathon, and if you win as a prisoner, you get your freedom. Nah, 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 nah. Right. I'll stop. I'll take what you said, and I'm going to just tweak it a little bit. Do you remember in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, a game show called The Moment of Truth? Oh, go on. I think I do. I think another one. Black. And what she used to do is she used to go to like houses and that. And she'd say to like a, you know, like a, a family of four or whatever. She'd go, right, okay, dad. What what dad needs to do is dad needs to um, learn how to juggle uh, uh, crockery. Uh, oh, yeah. And or it would be like. Then you all get to win a prize. Yeah. Or it would be like, remember a hundred people's names and like they'd have flashcards and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the, uh, all the stations on the circle line back to front. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah. Just got to learn a skill or some knowledge. And a month to practice. Yeah. That's how prisoners should win the freedom. <laughs> so wow. they've all got to train at yeah, one like, specific skill. Arm robbery, you say? Yeah. Can you unicycle around this assault course? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great TV. I'd fucking watch that. Yeah, because like Dane's, Dane's fights would be exciting. They'd be good fights, but you don't want the winner getting out. That's the problem. Whoever's winning the prison fights, I'm terrified. <laughs> Whoever can remember every constituent member of the EU's capital city, happy to let them go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give them a job at tourist information. Stick them <laughs> on the airport desks. <laughs> Give them a job at Brexit negotiation, man. I, I, I can that job, man. <laughs> at least they'd actually know who they were there, talking there, to. There, there, are, there are way too many people in prison with, with, with amazing skills, man. Like, if it, they yeah. just need to be utilised better. This is it. The amount of great businessmen who are drug dealers, like they're incredible entrepreneurs. Like these, yeah. these guys are hustlers. Yeah, numbers men or launderers. I and also to me personally, any kind of botanists. But I just think now, yeah, also, you know, time now to start doing coppicing and replanting trees and really start helping out the environment. Like you have a ready-to-go workforce that would be very happy to be out of lockdown to yeah. make more part of their regular daily lives. Who grow incredible just, trees? Yeah. I mean, you know, of all types. Mm. I'm not saying that I have to be a member of the Socialist Worker Party, but I'm saying if we can utilise the imprisoned proletariat to help improve our environment, why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we? That being said, the biggest, uh, the biggest serial killer that the country's ever seen was formerly working for the NHS. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're not all good. Remember that when you're applauding. At least one of them <laughs> will be a paedophile, right? Oh, my God. At least one! There's at That's least true. one person in a hospital having a little fiddle, and we just all stood on our balconies, had a little clap. He was included, right? What Rob is saying is that if you find yourself in danger, cough on the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying, Rob? Um, not not in as many words. No, like. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what this is? An unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say it. Oh, right? brilliant, Freddie. These always go well. So, basically, like, I'm I'm a member of a lot of these community forums on Facebook and shit. Right. Because I've got to, like, you know, sell gigs and stuff. And a lot of them are like, let's have a big round of applause to our frontline key workers in the NHS who should get a pay rise and should be called heroes forever. And you go, yeah, all right, okay, fair enough. And they go, and for the teachers who really 
worked hard and kept us going. And you go, yeah, fair enough. And you go, and for the shelf stackers at Morris, and you go, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that. And that's yeah. that's where the word hero got overused for me. Oh, but, no, but they are putting their life on the line, though, because they no, are like, and, yes, no, because they're out there mixing with people. Like the amount of, like the great unwashed are going into the supermarkets buying their groceries. Okay, some people wash, and there's a lot of people who don't wash who are going out to supermarkets and touching all those shelves and putting their dirty hands on those shelves and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then some poor sod from fucking Slovakia has to go in and, and put <laughs> things back on the shelves, yeah? So he is a, he is a goddamn hero. That's my. Nah, that's my nah, 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 nah. Right. So for me, my definition of a hero is somebody that chose to do a heroic act. You have to have choice. And so you're not a hero if there's nothing else that you could have done. Like the people who are shelf stacking, it's not like they're going, well, it was either this or or be a lawyer. Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I could have been doing this work at the NHS as a neurosurgeon. Exactly. Boots on the ground. Exactly. And and Freddie, Laura Tubbs. And Freddie, you're 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 unemployed right now. I don't see you at Morrison's putting your life on yeah. the line. And Freddie, there's not a fucking chance. I'm waiting till June till the self-employed checks come in, mate. Yeah, but Freddie, as if for. you don't think these people are heroes, you wouldn't last twenty minutes without someone selling you a fucking cake. I think you'll find that I spent two weeks at Summerfields once before I got sacked. So there you go. Yeah, what were you eating all the fucking profits? You were just in the fucking Dairy <laughs> Lee. <laughs> uh, excuse me, it would have been gross. We don't know if it would have been profit at the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all the food that I could have been eating, Dairy Lee. Yeah, like, I know you're not. That's what you went for. Well, Dairy no, Lee. It's, it's, it's I know you don't eat good food, Freddie. It's, it's what's in front of Rob right now, next to his keyboard. That's why. No, it's not. What I've got is some bourbon biscuits, actually. Uh, oh, you posh, you posh, cunt. You yeah, think bourbons are posh? They're like thirty p. Yeah, but bo- the word bourbon is posh, though. <laughs> is it? Because it's because it's foreign. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking. You're foreign, and you're not posh. Middle class biscuits. It is a middle class biscuit, bro. You know what kind oh, of biscuit- a bourbon is middle class. Yeah, because your bourbon should be in a fucking glass and called Jack Daniels. That's why. Dane, and also as well, I have addressed who's got that problem. Who's, who's got the best fucking webcam? Who's got the oh, best mate, I live a middle, microphone? I live a middle, middle class, class life now. Over here. Mate, my, oh, my life is middle class as fuck now. Like, I, I, have, I have shagged my way up the class ladder. I am out of you scumbags level now. Like, my life yeah, is Yeah, we won't cushy. hear about that in your next Fringe show, will we? Yeah, we will, <laughs> man. I'll keep it fucking Come real. on, rooting, tooting in a little flat cat with a whippet. <laughs> Can you uh, spare some change? Uh, my my year in dry stone walling. The Jay's the Jay Z of comedy. We don't want to hear about how it's hard for you anymore, Rob. Yeah. No, no. Tell we're celebrating. We're celebrating my glow up. Di- tell us about your diamonds. Like we're gonna celebrate my glow up. That he is wearing matching clothes for this fucking series webcam. Yeah, Perfectly man. Matching. This is what I do. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. at home. I'm still. I'm still throwing out some style, man. I'm online. I'm throwing. You know, like my pants are inside out right now, Rob. They're inside out. <laughs> Rob, you've got a color palette in your room. Orange. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Sorry, I, ma- I matched. I-, I thought about things. He's like, got a hook no, on the door for hats, not even coats. Oosh. Oh, he's a fucking 
snake in the that grass, is. this lad. I oh. bet he's going to apply to the comedian's hardship. Fund yeah, so mate. Can get a new pair of trainers, mate. I, I think <laughs> next year, next year, I'm going to win the Carolina Hearn bursary. Uh, I don't know what that's about, but Rob, turn around. What? Rob, turn, turn, just turn around. Oh. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, my my, uh, my girlfriend is a software developer at Disney. Like, we're we're living good. Like, that's why that's why all donations are going to charity. Like, you know, it's not on me; it's on her. Like, she's the one paying the fucking bills. So, like, send oh, thanks to her. unemployed. Why are we getting paid for this? You're not getting paid, man. It's going to the Trussell Trust. So, you know, you can apply right. to them for a how meal. Much, how much have you raised so far for the Trussell Trust? Absolutely, fuck all. About fifty quid so far, I think. Well, you know, hey, it's a start. Not, right not, now, how many, right now. how many, how many bourbons does that make? Let me calculate for you. Thirty-five pence a packet, yeah. <laughs> a packet, yeah, yeah. Do the maths on that. Let's like, see how many bourbons you can get for that. I think how many is in a packet? Quite a lot, you know. I think you probably get about twenty in a packet. Who's Jillian? What? Who's Jillian, Rob? Why? It is. Oh Christ! It's me mum. Is she trying to join this? Mate, she just sent me a friend request. What? Oh, what? Oh, hello. And so they give... Are you fucking shit? 143 packets of bourbons you can get for 50 quid, mate. That's a lot. What's that? What's happening here, Freddie? Are you friends with my mum on Facebook? She just sent me a friend request. Gillian Mulholland. Oh, yeah, with a G. Shit. Ho I hope she's looking me up as well. Hers, you do karate. Let's fight. She does, yeah. Oh, God. This has gone really badly. Uh, like this is a terrible. This is terrible. It's her birthday. It's her birthday. It Don't happy, be a con. Happy birthday, happy my mom. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Gillian. My oh, my mom is a fucking hero. She's a wonderful woman. You hear uh, that, Freddie? So you treat her right when yeah. you go out, okay? <laughs> She's a proper hero. She stacks shells at Morrison's. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Like, well, I'm deeply concerned about that, but anyway. No, I'll... she's not sending me a friend request. Yeah, I, sure. I clicked on um, the donations right. on the thing, and your mum had donated a tenner. Oh, that's nice. I, I didn't say that. Very, that's very different. You've read a lot into that, Freddie. Oh, like, that's really nice. Like, give it, give it, give it up for my mum. Isn't she sweet? Like, that's lovely. Well done, her. Thanks, mum. That is 35 packets of bourbons. Well done, mate. I just thought, nice. I, I just thought, James and his face just fell through the floor. I was just like, oh, no, it's just the fact that you found her online. I need to know. I'm having a call with her after this, actually. I'm, I've taught her how to use Zoom. So, like... <laughs> oh, she already knows how to use a webcam, my friend. Only fans. Is that when you found her then, Freddie? <laughs> And what does that button do, Rob? <laughs> oh, dance for me! I'm gonna have oh, to. I'm gonna have to teach. Shove them bourbons up there. I'm gonna have to teach my mum how to put like gaffer tape over a webcam line. <laughs> that that got dark really quickly. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, like you did that. Uh, I was just, just trying to talk oh. about charity. You oh. Know. Did I? <laughs> oh, fucking Ron Mulholland doing a bit of Earl Joke in there. Yeah, like that's why uh, if you look on the screen, we have actually segregated the, uh, so the white people are at the top of the screen currently. Um, so I do apologize for that. There was no ranking inherently intended. Not on my MacBook, or should I say Black Book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Right, boys, I reckon we're like, let's, let's wind it up there. Let's wrap it up. It's been fucking great. You're like, you've been an absolutely awesome guest. I'll have, I'll have you all on again anytime. It's been a lot of fun. Um, guys, like, we'll go around in, uh, each and like plug anything you've got going on. Let them know where they can find you on socials. We'll start with Freddie, man. Tell them about yourself. Um, I am a uh, celebrity on TikTok now. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus Christ, you shouldn't be on TikTok. It's not for you. What, what, what are you doing on TikTok? Uh, the Truffle Shuffle. <laughs> uh just putting uh putting stand up on there innit really how's it going how many, how many how's it going you between us i have since i signed up about two and a bit weeks ago i've had nearly a million views what the fuck fucking hell yeah i'll show you if you want give us a sec what i'm gonna oh, follow man. you I'm gonna follow you, and whatever you're doing, I'm gonna fucking steal it. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. We've gone past. We've gone past a million. I'm on one million nineteen thousand six hundred forty-seven. Jeez, yeah. man. Jeez. How many followers have you got? Fuck. Jesus. Decent, mate. Mate, that's ridiculous. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, it's done all right, hasn't it? Um, How I'm does still that... working things out. So, um, do you just the... put clips of your stand-up up there? Yeah, yeah, but well, I, I, I've tried a few things. I've tried putting a, a, a few clips out there. But You've absolutely shagged your thing... autofocus there. You're blurry as fuck now. Oh, give us a sec. Oh, fuck. Right, well, it, anyway, it, I mean, we're wrapping up. Oh, there you oh, go, no, you're, you're on. Back, you're back, you're back, you're back. Um, so, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm experimenting putting a few things out there, but the best thing to put out there is, is straight stand-up, really. I mean, they're crying out for it. There's really an awful lot. Right. Uh, that's on. The thing is, is all right. So if someone, so if someone good was to go on it, it'd do really well. That's why I've not told anyone. <laughs> Fuck you, bastard. yeah. They don't pretend like you're not standing up to it right now. I'm, I don't. I'm holding. I'm too old to be on fucking TikTok. I do feel so like that. Funny. It does. It makes me feel like a boomer. So you can. So what, yeah, it's it's horrendous to because the thing is as well is the app works differently to any other social media platform in that there isn't like a main profile page where you see content from your friends. It doesn't really work like that. Mm. Instead, you've got like a for you page, which anything any video can come up, and right. obviously the algorithms work over time. So most of my stuff is like football goals and stuff. That's what it recommends to me because that's the sort of stuff that I spend the most time watching. But every once in a while, you will get like a a, a, a two young girl doing a dance and you have to go, oh, shit, like that, and just sort of uh, like... Finish quickly, it. yeah. But the more you use the app, the more it works out the sort of stuff that you like. So it is... I'm finding it interesting, and it's the thing that I'm growing on on the most at the mm. moment. It's the thing that I'm trying to push. So, um Yeah. Follow me on TikTok at Freddie Quinn. I guess Freddie, what the question I was really trying to ask was, how do you get the nudes? How what? How do you get nudes. Nudes. How does what? Do you get nudes? Oh, do I get nudes? Do you get the nudes on TikTok? What about nudes? Uh, you, I, I imagine that you can, um, but like, I've, I've not really used it for that because I'm, uh, I'm. Um, I've, 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 I've looked at the, uh, the, the Me Too cancel culture and I've uh, made sure yeah, that I uh, never ask for stuff with well, a paper oh, trail. You made, yourself you made yourself compliant. Yeah, I've made myself GPDR <laughs> nude request compliant. I just want to say anyone is welcome to send me a photo of their vagina. Um, <laughs> I'll have a look at it. Anyone? Anyone. 
I'll look at any vagina. There's not one that I wouldn't even be curious about. Uh, one that's uh, from a consenting adult, I would assume. Totally, 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 totally. Like, it's got to be voluntary. No, no, one is, no one is forced to send me any pictures of anything. But if you want to, give it a try. I'll, let us be your uh, isolation gynecologists. <laughs> <laughs> right, so there's Freddie Quinn. Uh, what's, what's your handle on TikTok, man? Uh, at Freddie Quinn. Beautiful, nice and simple. Right. Freddie with a Y. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Quinn Q U I double N E. It's on the screen. They should be able to see it. Um, right, Dane, shout out where they can find you. Plug anything you want. Uh, no, all the good socials. So you can find me uh, on the Dane Baptiste, and you should find my uh, my uh, socials. Uh, I currently have a few specials out to check out. If you have Netflix, check out my uh, live at the BBC special. Uh, and uh, I also have a special uh, which is called Live at Soho Theatre, which is available on Soho on demand. So you can go onto my website for all these links. It's danebaptiste.co.uk. And I also have my own YouTube channel, which has content on there, sketches. And uh, uh, also you can see my sitcom, Sunny D, uh, which is also available on my channel as well. So just, yeah, go to the YouTube, and the social, check out Dane Baptiste, and check out my stuff, y'all. Thank you. Lovely stuff. Tez, tell them where you're at, man. Uh, in Blackburn, at home. In, uh, <laughs> my mum's house in Blackburn. This is where I'll be for the foreseeable. Um, I'm on all your socials, at Tez Ilias. Very easy to find. I'm on live tonight, Instagram live, at nine o'clock with a doctor who's working on the front line. So I'm going to interview him about what it's like and how scary cool, it is. Man. That should be good fun. I've just set up a Just Getting page for a junior doctor who had his car broken into over the weekend. Um, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna try and raise money for him to so he can buy himself a new car because it was kind of written off. Uh, so yeah, I'm just out here. Just, huh? No, the whole. But because it's a bit because it's a bit old, the 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 insurance were like it's not worth repairing. So I want to understand, yeah, that it costs fifty pounds to replace a a glass screen. So his yeah, but or tire slashed everything. Like the whole thing's gone. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So I've like it's not a lot of money. Like like. But we can, if you can raise some money for him to like buy himself a car and any excess money we're going to give to a uh, local food bank. So I'm just out here trying to be a good person. Nice one, man. Clap it up. Um, and Jillian donated a tenner. Yes, Jillian. <laughs> Fucking wonderful woman. Uh, right, yeah. And I'm uh, I'm Rob Mulholland. You can donate to me because uh, I need to buy a new knife. I broke mine slashing tyres at the weekend. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, like, donate to the Trussell Trust by, uh, just go to their website if you want, or, like, bang and donation button down below, that'll all go to them. Uh, follow me, at Rob Mulholland. I'll be back on Twitch uh, sometime tonight in the middle of the night. I will get high and drive my truck again uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, so follow me for a notification when that's happening. I'll be back on at 2pm tomorrow with some gaming, and then 4.20, it is Living La Vida lockdown. Tomorrow we have got... Rich Wilson, uh, Spring Day, Tim Renko, and John Robertson. So that's going to be sick. And uh, yeah, follow me on YouTube. It is Rob Mulholland Subtitling Comedy. that one. Yeah, man. There's going to be some fucking satellite delay. Um... <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm getting off. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, so subscribe you. on YouTube. Love you and leave you all. Follow me on Twitch and all that sort of stuff. I'm gonna leave all you boys. We just fucking cancelled ourselves right at the last second. We just ducked. We just ducked under the line and fucking went too far. I'm right. out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm guys, out. say goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so boss, like. <laughs>